91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. All right, that was Chris Trapper, a song you may recognize. It's called This Time. It was in the film August Rush. Chris is my guest today. Let's get him on air. Chris, are you with me? I I am with you, Rita. Yay! I'm so happy. It's always a good sign when I don't disconnect somebody. So, you know, we're off to a good start here. My friend, I'm going to do a brief introduction, if I may. And since I'm such a fan, um, it's uh, going to be fun to just have this hour with you. Um, I'll start off by saying the New York Times has called his work classic pop perfection. Songwriter and musician Chris Chris Trapper co-founded the acclaimed alt-rock trio The Push Stars and has since embarked on a successful solo career. His songs have appeared in films such as August Rush, There's Something About Mary, The Devil Wears Prada, and Some Kind of Wonderful. His songs have also appeared on television shows. Chris will be performing this Friday, January 26th, at Town Crier in Beacon. And with that, a warm, heartfelt welcome back to Local Motion, Chris Trapper. That was a beautiful intro. One of the best I've ever gotten. Aww. And you didn't just read my Wikipedia. You didn't no. just read my Wikipedia page. No. So that, that's, that was excellent. No, I may have looked at it, but I, I don't do that. Nah. <laughs> that's cheesy. That's too much. Um, Chris, I just adore you. I'm going to start off by telling the listeners that I'm a huge Chris Trapper fan. And one time when I saw Chris, like two of my favorite singer-songwriters, Chris Trapper, Martin Sexton, you get them in one room together, I thought I had died and gone to heaven. I remember when you and Martin toured and I... Walked in at the at the town crier green room. I'm like, oh my god, this is too good to be true. Um, <laughs> so anyway, and also I'll tell listeners that you know normally when I um, uh, have a guest, I ask my guest to send me whatever music of theirs they want me to play, and you are like, just pick whatever you want. And it took me longer to pick the music that we're playing today than it did for me to do my homework on you because I started listening to so many different albums and um you really have an incredible body of work at this point in your career and um yeah yeah so anyway um so cool to have you back and thanks for being here with us today yeah i'm psyched to be here and it's funny you mentioned martin sexton because i probably i probably toured with him more than any other artist which is which which the cool aspect of that is that we started out around the the same time Mm -hmm. And we signed record deals around the, the same time. So the fact that we're, we're both still doing it all these years later, and you know, I think at a good level where we where we test ourselves artistically and creatively, I think it's been uh, it's been it's been a good run for us. And he and I always think of him as being maybe six months ahead of me or maybe a year in terms of uh, he he knows where the music business is more than I do, mm-hmm. just based on his pedigree so i've always turned to him as kind of a mentor like are you doing this thing are you doing this and we've had to navigate you know a music business that that went from my first my well well the push stars first record my band's first record came out on cassette tape wow. now yeah. in in our in our youth defense it was the like the last month that they were still making cassette tapes <laughs> uh in like 1996, I think it was, but uh, 
but I think I still have, you know, many tapes down my basement. I <laughs> love that. Because the technology, right. cause the technology y- was out the window by then, but, uh, Right. But yeah. having to navigate all the changes from yeah. from from that to, to CDs to to Napster to then digital downloads, iTunes to Spotify. So um, I just I just love hearing Martin's name because it it just, it just reminds me back when we we would sit on on the back porch of his apartment in Somerville, Massachusetts, and we would ha- have a song circle where he he and I a handful of other other budding singer songwriters would would work on new songs and new ideas for wh- where to get gigs at, and and we're all s- still touring nationally and at that point in time it, it was just a very distant dream yeah i love that and i love the fact that you're still connected now you're both and let's focus on you here both from kind of that rural part of new york right you're buffalo he's rochester He's Syracuse. Actually. Syracuse, right, 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 right. Yeah. Sorry, you know that. Yeah. Um, so Buffalo, you come from a large family. You're the youngest, though. You're the baby. Yes. Yes. Six of you. So that's yeah. That's why that's why I go on stage looking for, looking for attention because <laughs> I didn't get much growing up, probably. So. Oh. Oh, and now, uh, yeah, and now you're getting, how many shows did you do last year, Chris? I think I probably did around 140. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that it could be a little less th- than that, but it's funny when you talk about Syracuse and Buffalo and Rochester, that they're, they're all similar towns in terms of how they feel mm-hmm. because they, they were all budding, budding industrial towns that the industry kind of went away. And so there's always pockets of, of hope. And but, but Buffalo, ha- Buffalo gives ha- a new technology sector and downtown Buffalo is revitalized. And mm-hmm. it's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's a very interesting part of the world to, to be from. You can't be from there and not be humble mm-hmm. on some level because of just, just the, the the bad weather or the bad sports teams or <laughs> but I think a lot of, a lot of good art comes from there too. Yeah. Art yeah. And music and songwriting. It seems like there's a resurgence for sure in Buffalo from what I'm understanding. And um yeah. so so talk about music and you first getting the ear for it and saying, "Hey, I think I want to play a guitar." When did that start? So, I was probably 13 years old and and I was living so we had six kids living in a three-bedroom house, mm-hmm. so that there was not not much privacy. There were no phones or computers back then, so boredom was literally your part of the daily life. And <laughs> and uh, I just I just remember one day my sister said to me when I was thirteen, she had a guitar that that she kept in in her bedroom, and she said, "Do you want to play this thing, Chris, uh, or get, give it a shot, or or you can have it." Or something like that, and you know, it was a it was a harmony acoustic guitar, which uh, had really rusty strings, and you know, the action of the guitar, like how you press the the strings down, would literally cause cause major major indentations <laughs> into my fingertips. And my and my oldest brother played guitar, so he taught me a few chords, 
and then I was I was just off to the races. So initially, once I got one chord down on, on guitar, that was I I kept thinking how how could I alter this chord? And suddenly I started to think of I'd play a D chord, but then change where one finger was located, and then notice that well it was a different chord, and then uh, and then it just became so addictive to me playing guitar. You know, so it was, it was the first time that, that I really felt any sense of any sense of individuality beyond just dreaming and climbing trees and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was the first time I felt like, oh, I actually actually did something that that I couldn't do before, mm-hmm. and I learned it. And then the first time you actually play for other people, and people's response is, "Wow, you, you can do this!" So so everything was really positive in terms of identity as far as playing guitar. Yeah. But, but beyond that, I, I just love the sound. You know, I became, I became obsessed with the acoustic guitar in particular. So I would look for, I'd look for albums that, that featured acoustic guitar, but you know, back then vinyl records. Yes. So yes. I just I did a gig with Don McLean recently. And I remember looking for his records, uh, and loving the fact that that they were they were acoustic guitar based, and even if it w- was a Led Zeppelin, you know, record, I would look for the the one song that had an acoustic guitar, on it, you know, just play it over and over and over again. Nice, so, nice, nice. Um, were you like yeah, thirteen? It, did you have music in school? I did. So so. Music was big in my house. My parents you know, definitely prioritized music. They, they were kind of singer-songwriter groupies where they, they they had met John Prine. They had met Chris Christopherson. Apparently, Chris Christopherson was in my driveway Wow! growing up, which which in Buffalo was a kind of a big feat to yeah. have that happen. Mm-hmm. So, so music at, at the house was prioritized. I sang in choir at school and that was also another another time where i got positive feedback from the 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 choral teacher who i'm still in touch with and i bring her to to lunch sometimes just to say thank you for for encouraging me but but she um is this sue or is it rosemary well you did do do some research that's for sure uh well it's it's actually both but but sue was my first music teacher Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so she and so she really encouraged me and said, "Chris, you, you can actually sing." And uh, mm. so it was the first time I felt like like singled out. So, so the two of those, those forces, um, singing at, at school, and then I, I bring that home to, to the guitar, and then you just you just connect the dots, and uh, I started singing with with guitar. Right, right, right. And composing, time. you started in high school, too. Hmm. Uh, do you remember the first song you wrote? Is it still out there somewhere, or is it... Yeah, I, I can actually still play it. it, it and there were two songs I wrote I wrote simultaneously. I'd never, I would never re- record them, because neither <laughs> were very good. But, um, but I still remember that one was called It's Garbage Day. And I think I wrote that song to make my mom laugh be, because she just thought it was funny that, that, 
that someone w- would write a song about garbage day. So <laughs> it went like, today is garbage day, wonderful garbage day. And that, that, that was basically the, the intro melody. And then the other song was a really sad ballad called Home, where I just basically wrote about going to school, getting picked on, and coming home and having home feel like a really nice place to 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 land mm-hmm. and a safe place for me. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Uh, did you? Have, were you part of a band or anything, or you just kind of did the solo work in high school? Uh, I didn't really do a lot of uh, a lot of collaborating until maybe 12th grade, 11th grade. I, I didn't have a ton of friends at my high school. Mm-hmm. I was a bad stutterer and I, you know, I didn't, I didn't really play organized sports that, that much. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think I went, yeah. So, so I, so I tried out for, for a play in another school and I met a guy in the cast who we became fast friends. Oh. And so he, he, he kind of sparked my interest in songwriting. He was actually really, really popular at, at his school, which is maybe like, like eight miles from my school. But, but he, he was a popular kid, a great singer and very poetic. So he would basically write pages of poems. And since, and since he knew I could play guitar, he would say, can you turn this poem into a song? And so that was my my first introduction to songwriting was turning his poems into songs. Oh, that's so cool. And so and so the 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 cool thing was I would have to think that that what musical ideas w- would accentuate a lyric. Like so it's kind of backwards from how I started writing songs myself, but but uh there's just a very cool exercise kind of paint by number songwriting where I would have to find music that, that fit his thoughts and his feelings. Uh-huh. And then we would sing those things uh, at, at like high school concerts. And we got very popular very quickly. And then we brought it to a couple bars in downtown Buffalo. And then we we kind of went, went separate ways. He went to college and his girlfriend got pregnant. Oh, and then I, I think I think he, he left college to be a responsible father. And, and, and so he went from there. But... But then I started writing songs at that same time. And I just remember loving the, the feeling of just self-expression. Mm-hmm. If I felt something, I could kind of pour it into a song. And then I could, you know, I didn't perform much then, but I definitely had the the, the inkling that if I performed for, like for people, they might, they might relate to song lyrics to what you're writing. Yeah. And you yeah. went to, um, you went to Fredonia for college, right? Yeah. I don't brag about it too much. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. State, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What did you study? I, well, I studied basically, uh, dating, dating girls <laughs> and, and skipping classes, which was ridiculous because I paid for my own college. And, but I just, you know, I was such a romantic that, that 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 I just wanted to stay in bed w- with my girlfriend back then all day long, and I'd skip classes. And if I if I did anything, I'd go to the music school school music hallways, yeah, and, and just write songs 
in the different rehearsal rooms there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was that was how I spent my days until I met I met a guy at college who who was starting a band. I think I'd met him at you know, open mic night there. And he said that he had a band, he needed players. So I joined that band and uh you know, very quickly I I figured I figured out the kind of the power of of rock and roll and organized music and uh and I you know I became lead singer of that band and that band kind of grew a following on our campus uh-huh. and it was very, very exciting times back then. Do you remember the name it's of that band? Hard. I always love to hear these early band names. The it's called Awake and Dreaming. Oh. Awake and Dreaming, which I still you still think is a good name too, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah, I'm 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 still in touch with, with most of the guys from from that band and oh. and uh, that's so cool. It was actually it was actually a really good band, kind of in the school of 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 the Cure and Echo and the Bunnymen wow. and U two and definitely definitely in the 80s new wave t- type of vibe and i was writing songs a lot then so right. so we do my songs but but maybe in more of a a kind of uh you know new wave right. new wave approach right oh very cool very cool and after college that's what you went to boston why boston so our, so our band from college we we kind of took it Got a school for the summer. We lived in, in this country town outside of Buffalo, and we practiced. And then we just said, "Let's." You know, back then you couldn't really Google stuff, so, so you you would read things in like music magazines. And I remember the, the Boston seemed to have a particularly fruitful music scene mm-hmm. back then. Lots of bands were, were getting signed from here, and and somehow our band randomly just just picked Boston to go to 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 try and make it. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, you, you just like throwing a, you know, pin into a map saying, let's, let's go here. Let's, let's try here. So we, we moved to Boston and, uh, looking back at it you know, now is pre- pretty bold for, for young guys. We must've been like 22, tw- 23. And we, 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 re- relocated to Boston and we moved to, to Chelsea, which is outside of the city a little bit. Um, and yeah, we, and then we, we realized that we didn't really have a, a great business plan. So we'd do one gig every six months and then say, why aren't we getting anywhere? Right. Um, right. <laughs> but we were a good band, but, yeah. but, but just not really. And you got a, not, like not really, what we call a real job out there in Boston. Yeah. I had a couple of real jobs, but, but my main one was working as a purchaser get a hotel, which was basically a glorified stock boy in a fancy hotel. So, so I would, fu- you know, fill requisitions for, like for food for, from the hotels to restaurants. And, uh, I would check, I'd inspect the fruit that, that came in the meat and the fish. It was very, very glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> While like, you were having a real job, did, uh, were you still like, playing and composing at night or did you kind of put that on the back burner? I was composing. Yeah. So, so the band broke up within about a, a couple of years because we just, it, it, it just felt daunting to us. And and a couple of the guys in that band had girlfriends back, 
back home in Buffalo, so they, they moved back home. And then one of the bandmates stuck around in, in Boston, and we started a recording project, which a couple of those songs ended up being Push Star songs ah. uh, from that recording project. And that was, um, and so I stopped playing. I kind of, I, I kind of put put the dream on the back burner. I took a lot of, I took a lot of responsibility for the band not succeeding. Mm-hmm. And so I went into through a little kind of depression because I, I was there, if I'd been better or more talented oh. or whatever, the the band could have gone further. Oh. And and so I kind of retreated and hibernated and worked my job. I'd still write songs, but, but just wouldn't play for people. But didn't your then, dad like say, hey, Chris, are you still playing out there while yes, you were going yes, so through that this? Yes, de- so that was the defining moment for me to make a real go at it was, was I was working, I was working at, at the hotel. So my shift was 6.30 to, till 2.30, so it's 6.30 a.m. So I would generally, back then, there's a total night owl, and I lived in in a house with with literally six other kind of rocker type of guys. So nobody really needed sleep back then. So I'd stay up until three or four in the morning, wake up at six, get on the city bus, t- take it straight to the hotel, and then just kind of glide through my shift on coffee and uh, and I actually it was a good job. I paid the bills and mm-hmm. I like good, good benefits and stuff, but I felt completely unfulfilled in, in every way. So after I think my fifth year at that job, my dad would, would sometimes call me randomly at work, just, just kind of a, like a, a quick check-in call. And he called me randomly and he, and he just, and he said, Chris, are you still writing songs all the time? And I said, yeah, I still write, you know, a song every couple of weeks or, yeah, so he, he he suggested I quit the job and try oh. to make a living off songwriting. Did you ever think you would hear that from your father? I guess not, but but my parents were were definitely not not typical in any way. They they were really if I had told them I was going to law school, they would have said, "Oh, that's you know, good, but but they they looked for excitement. Mm-hmm. They looked for they they loved entertainment. They loved they loved excitement. So I think I wasn't I wasn't surprised that that, that it came from him. But it, but it was almost like the, the timing couldn't have been more perfect because I I was actually getting in trouble at the job. I, I think they had offered me a promotion if I w- were to cut my hair back then, and and, and at wow. that point I I'd kind of like uh, the grunge style, Seattle style yep. hair. Yeah. So that was definitely a source of, of pride back then. So, so, so I said I'm not cutting it, and there was a little, there was a little beef. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't going great at, right. at that time. Yep. So it just became a good out, right. and I just, and I'd already been feeling like bubbling up in me that that maybe music is more important than I thought it was, and I don't know. You know, you know. I think at that time it was like twenty-five, which which you you put so much pressure on on yourself to be successful in your twenties, and 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 I remember I'd gone from 
the the whole the hotel job to working at a cafe. Mm-hmm. You know, I was waiting tables, and one of my coworkers, I was talking to her, and I said, you know what? I feel like I'm 25. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not successful, and and she just looked at me. And she said, Chris, everyone's time comes at a different time. Right. And for and for whatever reason, that, that was a light bulb moment where I just said, I stopped putting this this bizarre pressure kind of yourself. external right. pressure. Right. right. And just started working and taking one day at a time. And I think that I formed the, the band right around then. And we signed a record deal probably six months later. Wow. And this is with the push stars, of course, because you met Dan McLaughlin. You met him, what, at an open mic or how did you two meet? No. So, so Dan's, Dan's band, Dan, Dan is from Poughkeepsie. Yes. uh, And so Dan went to Fredonia State, the same school Ah. as I did, but, but, but not until I dropped out. He basically waited for me to leave till he attended. <laughs> so, so he joined a band of my former bandmate, and they they had a band on campus. That 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 band member never moved to Boston with us. Mm-hmm. He stayed he stayed at school to finish school. So, and we all dropped out. So, and so Dan joined his band, but because that guy liked the songs we did back then. He kept playing them. So Dan, Dan was basically covering my songs in his college band without, like without meeting me or knowing me. Wow. So then, uh, wow. so then, I went back to the school and met him finally, and and he he was a great guy. I walked away with with, with this impression of him as being being just just a great person, like like a really old soul. And uh, fun loving, and and you guys clicked, and then you like hear yes the start of the push stars. No, so this was a little later. So 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 I I went back to Boston. Dan left school and started working at Dreamland Studios in Woodstock, Woodstock, New York, kind of a legendary studio. So when I was just starting to to like get, get serious, I met the drummer from from the push stars, Ryan in an open mic night and then I wanted to make a demo with Ryan playing with me. So I contacted Dan knowing that he, that he was at this great studio and he said, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll record you. Come, come on down. And, uh, we didn't have a bass player yet. So, so he said, I'll sit in on bass. And then that's, that's wow. when the, the push stars formed because we, we sat and listened to the, wow. to the demo. I think, I think we did five songs at that session and we all felt like this is the music that we we'd wanted to make, kind of really simple, with meaning, and and then and then uh, soon after, Dan Dan moved to Boston, and we became a full time band. Amazing, and then signed very quickly too. Yeah, very quickly we signed like a a major indie deal first, and then a major label deal a, a couple of years later. So it, it it went from being kind of a like, are we doing this to to it's our job like very, very quickly. And, and it's funny. I, I was just t- telling my son this, this afternoon because uh, he's, he's in 10th grade, but we're talking about college and he's like, I think I want to take a business class. And, and, 
or take business at, at college. And I said, well, yeah, business is good because you can use it in any, anything is a business. Sure. And I said, and I said, the, the one, the one course that I wish I had taken in college was business because, because we were kind of thrust into this new reality that, that, that we're, we were, you know, receiving checks from companies <laughs> that were they're beyond beyond imagination. Right, right. At and that point yeah, in time. Yeah. But you had a manager like then I, too, no or no? Yeah, we had a couple a couple of different managers over the years, but but I just remember that that our bank accounts were all all basically <laughs> nothing and then suddenly it's like, oh, things things have really changed. But 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 in a business suddenly. So uh yeah, so we signed our first record deal and it was off to the races from there. Amazing. 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 Great story. <laughs> How beautiful that is. I I love that story, you know. It's just like yeah, you know, it all just kind of I don't know, synchronized for you. Serendipitous, you know? Um Yeah, I mean I don't think I would have had any other skills for any other business. I mean, running a band is definitely unique. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it definitely it definitely requires a certain skill set. It's maybe I could run a small business, but uh, but yeah, you're dealing with all different elements, for, like from alcohol to temptation to drugs to to isolation and all these things. When you become when you become a touring act, like. Yeah. Because we, you so we would tour. So we would tour eight months a year back then. Wow. So we were living living out of a suitcase and just tr- trying to find sanity. In that was was a challenge all the time. So right, right, yeah, no, definitely, especially yeah. be so young too. Um, what I'd love to talk about because how is it that a songwriter as talented as you had the opportunity? I mean, your music is in quite a few music uh, movies. How did that all transpire? Basically, that, that um, I'd say what, what happens is it snowballs. So you you get one opportunity, one place, and every film has a big crew, a large crew, and they know different people in different films. And there was a. There's one woman who worked in Capitol, at Capitol Records when we were signed there from 98 to 2002 or whatever. And so she ended up leaving Capitol and starting her own music licensing company, or music supervision. And so she, she worked with, with the band on the, There's Something About Mary. The Fairley Brothers be, became became big fans of our band so that they put us in a bunch of different things wow and then and then and then from she also worked on, on august rush so she stayed in the business and she's had a ton of success and so she worked on, on august rush with the writer producer director and 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 uh so from there the guy the guy who produced august rush He's used me in a bunch of different films now too, so it's it's all kind of word of mouth and becoming fans. I mean, I would say every everything that that, that happens in music is, is based on somebody liking your stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. so so I've 
I have some friends now who are directors who have used my stuff in, in, in some different 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 films and and uh, just yeah, the last thing I, it's just lovely that it's just I don't know it's like a snowball thing um, yeah. when before the last movie I had it. Before we started, that's okay. Before we started, um, the first song I played was one that I'm guessing you would get asked for maybe the most this time, Um, you know, the film. And not for nothing, I know that there's another singer out there that sings it and blah, 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 but nobody sounds better than you on it. Nobody. Oh, thank you. That song is just so beautiful. Um, Yeah, and that's off your album, too. You made an album till the last leaf falls and that was released in 2009 with this time on it right yeah yeah i think so yeah i think some of jonathan reese myers fans would disagree with you but i appreciate i appreciate any support that i can i will go to battle with any one of them bring them on (laughs) yeah (laughs) bring them on well it's funny because it's funny because when i submitted this song for for the movie august rush I knew Robin Williams was in it, so, so I thought that would be a big deal. So, so, and, but the movie is really all based around music. So, there there was some talk about me singing for, for the character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So once the once the song is basically licensed for the film and it was definitely be, being used, they they were talking to me about. Like you might, you might be the voice for, for the actor, right? And then they, and then they, they heard him sing, and they were, you know, just remember they were all really surprised at how good it was, and they were like, "No, he's got something that that, that is really good." And he did a little bit of a different interpretation, but but what you hear in the movie is basically they basically replicated that same version that I put on my record. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember first time I saw the movie i'm like what the heck and then after meeting you knowing you i'm like oh my god da, 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 there it is and yeah you know yeah. I've, I've heard your music i think i've texted you hey i'm in cvs and i've heard you or you know um you're you're, just... you're like you're making five cents right now <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of which um you're starting your tour this week first first ones of the year right this is the first t- time you're on the road in 2024 and you're coming to good old hudson valley and you're coming to beacon new york you're going to hang with phil saganer i love phil and i love i i know that that the first time i ever played there i had a certain there was a certain awe factor of of just walking through the the old space now that that eventually became daryl's house but uh all the eight by tens on the wall of all the great people who had played there before. And I just remember being like, like, I don't know. It felt like a certain type of graduation to, to a different, a different level for me mm-hmm. but as a, mm-hmm. as a solo guy, especially because cause so many great folk singers have, have gone through there. And now, now I notice that they're doing a lot more eclectic music, world music, uh, cool, just like cool stuff. So, but the stage there is awesome. The hospitality is great. The sound is great. So I love playing there. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah, that's really cool. And that's happening, folks, this Friday. Chris Trapper at the Town Crier and Beacon Tickets available, towncrier.com. And that's town spelled with an E. I say it each and every time. And if you're listening yep. and you're not in 
Beacon, but you're around Bethlehem, PA, you're going to be there on Saturday. Yeah, and who's not in Bethlehem, PA? Come on, let's. I mean, let's, you let's know, see. I don't know who's yeah, it's not. It's a new entertainment hub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and I love the, the fact that you are. I think you're playing with somebody at. Um, you're coming back February 21st in City Winery in Boston. Is that a a, a gig with somebody else or? Yes, Bob Schneider, who's one of my favorites. He, he um, he's an Austin-based singer-songwriter, and he's really eclectic and fun. And he and he's handsome, like like, like he's you. Sandra Bullock's ex. He's Sandra Bullock's ex-boyfriend, <laughs> and uh, but he's just he's a super great guy and a super talent. His songs are just Aww. I don't know. It's it's hard hard to explain, but but it's very accessible. And people always ask me, like, you know, they mean it as as a compliment, but 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 not getting like like the odds of somebody making a living at playing the, the, their own songs, and they'll be like, they'll be like, dude, I don't, what, why aren't you bigger? What, why don't more people know you? You know, I always brush that that question off as like, you know, I'm just lucky to be here. But then when I think of Bob Schneider, I think the same thing. Uh-huh. Why don't why don't more people know him because he's so good and his music is catchy and poppy and great but but there's only so much room in the musical landscape for for kind of mass promotion and and if you're lucky enough to kind of duck in under there with with undercurrents which is what i think he and i you know both do on some level that's a really lucky it's a lucky thing you're in a very to be able to to be able to feed your family with with yeah with being paid and, by singing and, is a and cool, cool for thing. doing something that you really love. I mean, you know, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I know you're away from home a lot and you are on the road a lot. Um, but it's, you know, every night you're out there, people, you know, I mean, I when I've seen you, you have loyal followers. They love you, you know. I mean, you have a real good fan base. Um, people come over and over and over to see you, and um, <laughs> they do, you know, and it's pretty I cool. That yeah, most of the people that yeah, come see really you, lucky. you know, you can see people singing along with your music and all of that, and it's really heartwarming. Um, to see how many fans you've built over the year, uh, years. Um, so City Winery in Boston, and then the next day you'll be on February twenty second. You'll be at City Winery in New York City. Is that also with Bob Schneider? Also with Bob Schneider. Yeah. 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 Both those shows. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. And then I think you're heading out Midwest and um, ChrisTrapper dot com for all the shows. Go see Chris Trapper and um, yeah. No, it's it's. Uh, I love your music, and um, it's it's always touched me. And um, yeah, no, I've always enjoyed watching you on stage and seeing you perform. And um, you just captivate the audience, and it's really cool because you can always tell that you're humble up there, and that that hasn't changed, and that you're really appreciative <laughs> of what you're doing. Oh, thank you, Ree. You should introduce me. At- Every show, all the time, because you give the best intros. For I me, think so. I, you know, when you and Thank Marty you. were doing those tours, I'm like, oh my god, I'll be like your merch person. I'll introduce yeah, you every night. Introduce you know? us is good enough. <laughs> yeah, you're a good hype person. Yeah, yeah, but I'm a huge fan. <laughs> you know, I'm a fan of music, yeah. and I'm a a fan of singer songwriters, and um, the words, the just the writing, the the compositions, the songs that you've come up with are just. 
amazing. And I'm going to play some of my favorites now and um, and just say, yeah, folks, ChrisTrapper.com. You, of course, have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. I don't I don't do anything besides those two. Are you like on TikTok and all that stuff, too? Oh, God. I, it's, it's funny you mention that because uh, during during the whole COVID time when when we all had time to do, do new stuff, I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn TikTok right now. So I started doing like TikTok duets, and but but my brain literally felt like this is the end of the road, and and, and I have to stop because it was just too much social media. So I have yes. Snapchat, yes, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever Twitter is called now. Uh, right. And then I think I, I think I have like I have the uh, a Chris Trapper fan page on Facebook. I have three friend pages, and then. The Push Stars fan page. So a lot of social media going on. <laughs> right. It's not hard to find me. Right, right. No, absolutely. But but better yet, it's like really cool to listen to your music and, you, you know, you're all over YouTube, Spotify, whatever else you want to do. But there's nothing better than seeing a musician perform live, supporting the local I mean, musician and supporting him that way. Buy a ticket, buy some merchandise. Do you still have lip balm? Of course I do. It's- <laughs> It's Trapstick, it's called. Uh, and so it's available only at live shows. And it's the, it's the best Chapstick for the winter. You know, Poughkeepsie, you know, weather get, gets cold there. So, of yeah. course. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's worth the price just to, just to get, get a Chapstick at the show. Absolutely. Town Crier yeah. this Friday. Oh, my gosh. Get your Chapstick and go see Chris Trapper and um, have some yummy food and libations at the legendary Town Crier. And yes, Chris Trapper will be there. So yeah. Who's the last person you saw there? Uh, it's been a minute since I've been there. I've been spending a ton of time over in Woodstock because a lot of friends over there. I can't remember what I saw oh. there last time. Um, but you know, I'm like right in the middle. You know, like Town Cry, yeah, yeah. Woodstock, the whole area. But as far as I'm concerned, the whole Mid Hudson Valley is pretty cool for music. So um, yeah. What what yeah. venues are happening? In Woodstock now. Um, their colony in Woodstock is is a really so nice that's going place. strong. Going strong, yeah. Um, awesome. There's that's also a new do. venue. I'm going to be giving away a pair of tickets soon to a new venue in Saugerties called the Local. It's about 125 cool. seats that you can get there. Nice. Um, also, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. What else in Woodstock? Cool. Of course, Bearsville Theater, Levon Helm Studios. Um, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so all kinds awesome. of good stuff. Yeah, but Chris, it's a pleasure. I thank you for your time. I want to play some music to get the listeners out there listening to this great music if they're not already familiar with you and um, get them to your show this Friday night. And I just want to say thank you. And it's been so good talking to you. I have missed you. I really have missed you. And um, I know it's been a long time. So great to hear your, your voice. And thank you for the support as always. It means the world to me. So I'm um, I'm really grateful to you for always being there for me. Well, you know what? It's always my honor, my pleasure, and um, I just wish you all the best. And uh, keep doing what you're doing, and you're making audiences happy every single time you get up on that stage. And, um, yeah, just enjoy. Be safe out there on the road, my friend, and um, I hope to talk with you sooner rather than later. Yeah. See you soon somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Somewhere out there. 100%. 100%. All right. Thanks, Rita. Take care, Chris. Okay. Bye. Until then. Okay, yes. Bye-bye. Cheers. 91.3 WVKR.
Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York, Chris Trapper. And let's play a track from his album called Technicolor. Um, yeah, it was nice talking to him. It's been a while. So let's take a listen. This is called All of This and Everything here on 91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie. In my dreams, you could fly Then you pointed at the sky and said, oh no You had to go, you didn't know If you'd be back this time It blew my mind, and broke my heart When I woke up with the start I heard the news, it was you Now I'm all apart of this and everything around To the light, I heard your cry Break the silence and stillness Like the open sky Or like the call of why The nurses said, come meet your child I can't believe all the beauty That I see in all of this And everything around me every day I will love you all the time
Your fake teeth in. You say you wait for me to spray on my hair. You still steal my heart when there's nobody to reach in. I'll be kissing you when you take your last gasp of air. Cause I will still be there. I will still. Turn into a skeleton I'll give you my skin You know you have the most beautiful body I hate to remind you But someday you won't You'll be 85 at changing time And I'll still sneak a peek in Can't wait to see the face you make over
913 WVKR Independent Radio Poughkeepsie New York we are broadcasting live from the beautiful campus at Vassar College and we just enjoyed a trifecta of one of my favorite singer-songwriters Chris Trapper we just heard into the bright lights off the album Symphonies of Dirt and Dust. And this was in the film starring Pierce Brosnan, Salma Hayek, and Jessica Albert. Alba, titled Some Kind of Wonderful. So you may have heard that song before, and that was written by today's guest. We also heard Skin, just what a song. His album, The Few and the Far Between, is where that song comes from. And then we also heard All of This and Everything from the album released in 2013 called Technicolor. Chris Trapper, ChrisTrapper.com. If you're in like anywhere in the area, seriously, he's so much fun to see live. And um, it, it's always a great time. Chris Trapper at the Town Crier Cafe this Friday night. Tickets available at towncrier.com. And it's like I said during the interview, there's always people that follow this guy all over the place. He just he's so much fun to see live. Chris Trapper, Town Crier this Friday. Tickets at towncrier.com. You can also check Chris out on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, and all of that. He's got a great YouTube channel, and I had so much fun compiling which songs uh, to play, because I really am a fan and have been for a long time. And uh, that was the hardest part of, of putting this part together with this conversation is just like, oh my gosh, okay, which songs? So I hope you enjoy them. I have a couple more that we'll play towards the end of the show, which will happen at six o'clock. So I'm your host, Rita Ryan, here each and every Wednesday with Local Motion. This show is all about music of the Hudson Valley. We talk to musicians that live here, those that come here to perform, and those coming to record in our world-class area recording studios. Each hour where we don't have a guest, we pay tribute. I start off the hour by paying tribute to Tony Falco from the Falcon in Marlboro, who passed away October 27th of 2021. And he left many things, one of them, a couple of really cool Spotify playlists. And um, I go in order that he uploaded them. And uh, today, last week, we also heard Richard Julian, but we're going to hear Richard Julian again, because that's the way Tony did it. He put these two tracks together. Let's take a listen of this of the, to this track from Richard Julian right here, right now for Tony. 
91.3 WVKR. She don't need no alcohol Don't need no artificial means No amphetamines to cause her to fall She's like the rain in the middle of sunlight Leaves you confused but still reborn Been up all night having a ball Staring at the view of my brick wall In slow New York I heard that creaking in the hallway I wiped my eyes and turned on the light I took some medicine from the shelf just a bad influence on myself when you're out of sight I thought she asked me for the world once All she wanted was some comfort and nothing more But like the mornings on Monday These things are colored gray in slow New York And if you come back to me now We'll go by the Sunday times A little song, a couple lines To beat the heat You're gonna swear I make them better Took the latch off of the front gate I hid the key up over the door If you want to come home like you once said I'm still on the same side of the bed In slow New York You wanna come home like you once said I'm still on the same side of the bed Slow New York Slow New York
91.3 WVKR Stick Men. The track called Schattenhaft, the album Owari, released in 2020. Stickman is uh, comprised of Marcus Reuter, Tony Levin, and Pat Mestolato. Two of those, of course, part of King Crimson. So that's what we just heard. Stickman's got a tour coming up. We'll make in a couple of spot, a couple of stops in the area. February 12th, Stickman will be at City Winery in New York. February 14th at the Linda at, uh, in Albany. And February 15th in the Hudson Valley, City Winery in Montgomery, New York. So uh, they're also going to be in Old Sabre, Connecticut, and as Rochester and down in uh, Virginia as well. You can always go to stickmenband.com to check out where they will be in your area. Tony Levin, of course, right here, lives in the Hudson Valley and has known for decades for being the bassist for Peter Gabriel and King Crimson. And he's played on so many tracks when he was on the show years ago. Oh my gosh. He brought in a compilation of six minutes of a CD of different tracks that he played on. It was unbelievable. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So yeah, Stickman. We also started off this hour with a paying tribute to Tony Falco from one of his tracks from on his Spotify playlist. The artist was Richard Julian. The title track from the album Slow New York is how we did that. And I am your host, Rita Ryan, here each and every Wednesday with Local Motion from 4 to 6 p.m. All the interviews, if you missed the one today with Chris Trapper, it'll be uploaded tonight on the YouTube channel as well as the Facebook page. If you would give a like, a follow, or subscribe to that, that would be really great under the name Local Motion on 91.3 WVKR. And I'm going to give away a pair of tickets now. Always one of my favorite things to do here on the show. There's an artist called, excuse me, Joy Clark, and she is going to be coming to the semi-newly opened venue, The Local, up in Saugerties, New York, on February 1st. It's a Thursday night. It's a week from tomorrow. The show is at 7. The doors are at 6. Joy Clark, Songs of Peace and Love. The New Orleans-born artist Joy Clark is one of the many singer-songwriters reviving the airy, guitar-driven pop music space Tracy Chapman birthed via her 1988 self-titled album. Clark's performances of late harken back to that age. Her new album will be on Ani DeFranco's Righteous Babe label, featuring songs like Guest, that invite us all, to step into the spotlight of our own lives, embracing our truths and finding joy in the symphony of our experiences. Ani says, quote, Joy shines out as a singer and player in our shared community of New Orleans. We are proud to share this most tender new music from her and more to come, unquote. To that end, Joy was nominated Best Female Vocalist by New Orleans Offbeat Magazine. Joy has spent the past year crisscrossing the country, alternating between intimate solo dates and soul-stirring jubilees with Allison Russell as part of her band. She shared the stage with the Indigo Girls, Brandy Carlisle and Cyril Neville, and was recently featured on PBS's My Music with Rhiannon Giddens. She and numerous other black creators in country and Americana music these days, finally as an artist, 
feel seen and free. It's a radical yet necessary evolution. And that is the beautiful write-up about Joy Clark. Her show is happening a week from tomorrow, which happens to be February 1st at the local in Sargates. Joy Clark, Songs of Peace and Love. If you can make it to the show next Thursday, February 1st, you have a pair of tickets that are yours, courtesy of the local in Sagrides and us here at Local Motion. All you have to do is give us a call at 845-437-7178. You and a guest will be going to see a really great new, not really new, but musician Joy Clark from New Orleans. Um, so if you'd like to go, give us a call. I'm going to spin some of her music now. Again, the show is happening a week from tomorrow, February 1st at the local Socrates. Doors at 6 p.m., show at 7 p.m. Joy Clark. If you'd like to go, give us a call, 845-437-7178. Again, if you'd like to go to the show, And let's take a listen to the artist we're giving away tickets to right here, right now. Once more, 845-437-7178. 913-WVKR, Joy Clark.
WVKR, Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. New album, beautiful new album by the artist Sandy Bell, who's from the Woodstock area. The album is called Enteliki, and we heard the track called Call Upon Something Higher. Again, I saw her perform at the local in Socrates, and exquisite performance. The album is beautiful. Enteliki by Sandy Bell. You can find it on Spotify or better yet, Bandcamp or, you know, support the artists in the best possible way that we can nowadays. And a huge congratulations to Bob from Port Ewan, who won a pair of tickets to go see Joy Clark at the local in Sargadies. She's going to be performing there a week from tomorrow, which is February 1st. Tickets available at thelocalsargates.com. Congratulations, Bob. Longtime WVKR supporter and listener. I'm so glad you won the tickets. We're going to keep the music flowing. It's 526. This artist, or brilliant um, pianist, uh, jazz pianist, he'll be playing in Terrytown this weekend. Let's listen to some music by Fred Hirsch here on 91.3 WVKR.
91.3 WVKR, Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. So I think we're having a little fire drill here at Vassar College. So I'm going to go through musical happenings right now, and then I'm going to end the show just to make sure this is just a fire drill. But, you know, got to be safe. So I'm going to end the show early tonight. Let's do alphabetical order, musical happenings. Here's what's going on in and around the Hudson Valley. We'll start at the Bardavon and UPAC Bardavon.org, February 23rd, Trombone Shorty, February 27th, Bianca Del Rio, Dead Inside Comedy Tour. Bearsville Theater in Woodstock, also bearsvilletheater.com, February 2, Reeling in the Years, February 17th, The Wait. Uncle Chief and Brewster, tickets and info, unclechief.com. Tonight, Plain Station. Thursday, Jay Prince and Friends. Friday, Chris Beck. Saturday, Philip Harper. <clears throat> and Sunday, Jamil Ari's Brazilian Jazz Brunch. City Winery, Hudson Valley and Montgomery. Also at info at citywinery.com. February 3, Constantine Morales. February 8, Laughs Along the Walk Hill featuring Lori Palmentieri. And February 15, Stickmen. Colony in Woodstock, also colonywoodstock.com. Tonight, Bo Real. Thursday, Regina Bonelli. Friday, Doom Dogs with Danny Bloom. Saturday, Dylan LeBlanc. Sunday, Petty People tribute to Tom Petty. And every Monday is an open mic at Colony. The Falcon in Marlboro and live at thefalcon.com. Closed for the month of January, but opening next week, February 1st, with Childish Japes featuring Joanna Teeters. Fisher Center at Bard College, info at fishercenter.bard.edu. February 2 through the 4th, Bard Conservatory presents Sweet Little Lies. February 3 and 4, Stephanie Blythe sings Brahms. Howland Chamber Music Circle at Howland Cultural Center in Beacon. Tickets and info, howlandmusic.org. January 28, Alessio Bax and Lucille, Lucille Chung duo. Piano Four Hands. Jazz Forum in Tarrytown, also at jazzforumarts.org. Friday and Saturday, Fred Hirsch Trio, whom we just heard. The Local in Sargates. Info and tickets at thelocalsargates.com. February 1, Songs of Peace and Love with Joy Clark. February 3, Lenny Kay. February 4, A Dance Workshop. Stissing Center in Pine Plains and stissingcenter.org. January 27th, Stand Up Comedy. February 17th, Lady Blackbird. Tarrytown Music Hall in Tarrytown and tarrytownmusichall.org. January 26th, Craig Ferguson. February 10, Big Head Todd and the Monsters. Last but never least, Town Crier in Beacon and towncrier.com. Every Thursday, open mic. Friday on the salon stage, David and Jacob Burns. On the main stage, today's guest, Chris Trapper. Saturday on the main stage, Julie Corbalis and Brian Godin. On the main stage, Paper Sun, the music of traffic. Sunday brunch with Margie Zins and Sunday evening, Cassidy and the music on the salon stage. I had a few more. I had another half hour to go here, but there's a fire drill. So I'm going to be safe rather than sorry. And I'm going to head out. I'm sorry to all the music I couldn't play. I'm guessing you guys understand. I'm going to put you on uh, 
on some automation here. And until next week, I will be back live in studio with Cindy Cashdollar. Tune in then. Until next time, I wish you peace. Thank you.